Thank you for joining us today for the OU Global Tehillim and Chizuk Daily Call. On behalf of the Orthodox Union, this is Rabbi Jack Abramowitz filling in for Naftali Herman. The Daily Call began nearly four years ago as a response to the pandemic and has since evolved to serve as a daily pause to our day as an opportunity to convene from around the world to dive to pray for the various needs of Amisrael. Thank you so much for joining today's program and for making it a part of your day this Yom Revi'i, the 14th day of the month of Shabbat. Collectively with a broken heart, we continue to gather on this call under the most difficult of circumstances. For the Jewish people, there is nothing that gives expression to our broken hearts and our tefillot, our prayers for salvation, as much as the poignant and timeless words of Tehillim. So we gather today for a few moments to hear some words of Divrei Chizuk and to recite Tehillim together for our brothers and sisters in Israel. On behalf of the OU, it is my esteemed honor to welcome to the Daily Call and to introduce Rabbi Yitzhi Ganak of Shari Torah Congregation in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, to share Divrei Chizuk. This will be followed by Rabbi Ganak slowly reciting the following five chapters of Tehillim, Prakim 20, 23, 83, 121, and 130. This will be followed by Achenu, the Mishaberech Litzahal, the special prayer for our brave soldiers and their families, and the Mishaberech L'Shpuyim, the prayer for those who are tragically being held captive. We will conclude with the Mishaberech L'Cholim for those who are injured or suffering. If you'd like to receive the Daily Tehillim Call Reminder email, you can subscribe at ou.org slash Tehillim Call. That's ou.org slash Tehillim Call. Bikavod, with great honor, Rabbi Ganek. Thank you, Rabbi Obama, because it's to be learning and davening with you today um, and those around the country and around the world. I want to share a thought on the Yusuf and Shrayan, the Exodus and Egypt that we're reading about in, uh, in the Parsha this week, specifically about last week's Parsha, Parsha spoke. Right before the final Makkah, the last of the plague, which is the striking of the firstborn of Egypt, so Hashem gives a mitzvah to the Jewish people. Hashem says in the Torah to Moshe, to tell the Jewish people, you need to remove yourselves from worshiping any idols, take seat one for each home, and perform the mitzvah of slaughtering the Pesach offering. And then you take the blood and you sprinkle it on the doorway. And that will protect you when the, the uh, when Hashem smites the firstborn of the Egyptians. And then Hashem says, and this mitzvah is not just for now. This mitzvah will continue throughout the history of the Jewish people as long as they're in the land of Israel, as long as they have a temple that they make us. You need to continue bringing this carbon, this sacrifice. It's not always going to be easy, just like it wasn't easy in Egypt. You have to keep doing it. And it's told in the Torah, the Torah says, when you're told in your future, ask you why you're doing this, you'll recall that it's because Hashem struck the firstborn and saved the Jewish people in Egypt. And then that whole discussion completes, and the Torah tells us that the Jewish people bowed down. They heard this mitzvah, the mitzvah of slaughtering the Karnpesach, the mitzvah of sprinkling the blood of the current Pesach and the mitzvah of continuing this mitzvah forever. And their response is that they bow down. And it's a strange response to, uh, to a mitzvah, not often. I don't know that there's another place that the response 
to uh, to a mitzvah is down usually down with some some form of gratitude, some sort form of prayer. Why are they why are they bowing over here? And Rashi says, Daikoda um, why are they bowing? Albusura Kagura, Ubiasa Aret, Ubusura Sabanin, Hiuraham. Says they're told they're, they're told and promised three things inside this mitzvah. Right now, this paragraph that we're reading in the Chumash is actually a commandment. It's something they have to do, something they have to work on, something they have to extend and dedicate themselves towards the performance of the mitzvah of Pesach forever. But inside that discussion are three things. Number one is, and mentions of the Jewish people are in the past, looking backwards, they will have been brought out of the land of Egypt. In BSRs, they will have been brought to the land of Israel. And they're going to be asked by their children, why are you bringing a Karim Pesach? Which means that they're going to have children in this land. So they're foretold and promised two things, redemption, a land, and children in that land. And therefore, they respond to the commandment with thanksgiving. Because they're not only seeing the responsibility, but within that responsibility are couched great salvation and great promises for the Jewish people. It's a, really a, uh, it's, a, it's a very profound idea that Rashi's saying over here. And to frame it, I want to share a story that I heard from uh, one of my colleagues in New York, Rabbi Levi Shemtov, who was a Chabad rabbi in Riverdale. And Rabbi Shemtov told me that when he was a, a younger man, he had been married for quite some time, and he and his wife, Sarah, had not been blessed with children. And it was a, a real struggle for him and his wife, the Shemtovs, that they're a young married couple and going through the years of marriage without being blessed with children. And we all know um, families, couples, individuals who struggle in this way. And he told me he once went with his wife to visit the Lubavitcher Rebbe's wife, the Lubavitcher Rebbe's wife. They were very close somehow with the Lubavitcher Rebison, and they went to go, they went to go visit her. And, um, in the point of one conversation, they were talking about their family histories. The Lubavitcher Rebison said, the Lubavitcher Rebison said to Sarah Temple, he said that I know your family, I know your parents, and I know your grandparents, and I'm telling you that when, that what's great about your heritage is that I can trust that you will speak to your children in Yiddish. And that's really important, that your children are spoken to in Yiddish. And I want you to remember that. That's what Rebavitcher Rebison told Sarashenko. And that story that Rebavitcher shared with me, which was not a bacha, it was a boy. it was a commandment, it was a responsibility. Make sure to speak to your children in Yiddish. They took as a reassurance and as a blessing that they will in the future have children, which they did. And they built a wonderful family in Riverdale, New York. So it was framed as a mitzvah, speak to your children in Yiddish. And they took it as a blessing. You're going to be blessed with children. And that's what's happening also here with the mitzvah of Karim Pesach. It's framed as a mitzvah. Keep this mitzvah of sacrifice, of dedication. After you leave Egypt, go into the land of Israel and have children there. And the Jewish people are able to parse that out and to see the commandment and the bracha that stays, the blessing which is embedded 
inside that as well. And I think this actually has a, a broader um, application as well because it speaks to the idea that blessings don't always come on their own. Sometimes they are embedded or reformatted as commandments and responsibilities and mitzvot, just like Confessa, just like the Reverend said, speak to your children in Yiddish. And what we see as a responsibility or even as a sacrifice like the Pesach sacrifice, like the Kampesach, is actually the other, is also the opposite side of the coin of the bracha that it, that it, that it captures. And at times of struggle, sometimes we're able to see that the struggles are the image, the reverse image of the bracha that they're fighting for. And, uh, as we go through struggles, Right now, the Jewish people are going through tremendous struggles. Um, those struggles should um, be a blessing for us as well. And what does that mean to be a blessing for us as well? It means that the blessing which has put us into this struggle, the tremendous tragedy and sacrifice that we're feeling right now, um, comes together and is paired with the blessing of the children of the land of Israel, the gift of the land of Israel, the geula the redemption of the Jewish people in the land of Israel, and we should recognize those blessings that have that are paired together with the struggles and the sacrifices of this moment. I'll continue now with the recitation of five chapters of Tehillim. We begin with Parak Plus, chapter 20. Yahaneo <laughs> Here, Mizmor Lassad. Elohim, Al-Zamilach, Al-Tafalas, Al-Tisko El. Yinei Ayyvecha Yehemayor, Nisanecha, Nasyavot. Al-Amacha, Yavim Yisod, Yisya'atu, Al-Tisunecha. 
אמרו לחוב נחידי מגבי ולא יזכר אסתם ישראל עוד. כי נועצו לב יחדיו עליך ושכלותו. עלי אדום ויש נעלם מועד מהגרם. דבר ועמון ועמולי פלשת ומיוס ביתור. גם אסור נלווה עמם היוזרוע לבני לא צלע. אסתה להם כמדן כסתרה חייבן בנחל פשטון. נצמדו באינדור היודומן לאדמה. יתמו נדיבמו כערב וכזאב וכזבח וכסמונה כל נסיכמו. אשר אמרו נראה לנו איש נאות אליהם. אלוהי תשימו חגלגל ככס ותנוח. כאש תבריאר וכלהבת בעית הרם. כן תדפם לצערך וכסופס וכס ובהלם. הרי פניהם קרום ולהקפיא שמחה אדונת. יבוסו ויבערו עדי עד ויחפרו ויובדו. וידעו כי אתה שמחה אדוני לבדך עליון על כל הארץ. ‫הקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקרקר
there's a kios for those who are sick. Yishaberach Aloseinu Avraham Bekok Yaakov Moshe Aaron Zavuslomo Rivarach Barape Es Thank you very much, Rabbi Ganek. For all of us here at the Daily Tehillim Call, please join us again for our next scheduled program tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern Time as we pause again to share a moment of tefillah together. Wishing comfort, strength, and hope to all of Kalyasral around the world. Have a wonderful day.